Welcome to the Flash, guys. We're live. Mm-hmm. What's Kojo? up? Kojo. Hey, How bad. are you? Yeah. Look at the uh, dynamic trio. Mm. How about that? Switching it up. Mm-hmm. Claire, how are you doing this fine evening? I am well. It is It is always a good evening on the flats. Can <laughs> we call it the flats? Is that? I've been calling it the flats. Yeah, yeah I like so that. I. I love the flats. But I wasn't yeah. sure if it was trendy or yeah. not. I like that. How about you, Nick? How are you feeling? Yeah, good, man. It's good to see you guys again from the, the first episode and the, the fir- third episode. Third yeah, episode. early days. So some of the early, early guests back. Look at you now, huh? Yeah. Living large. Yeah, dude. Living large. It's been fun. Joe Rogan, watch out. <laughs> I, after the last podcast, Benaya and I may have had a large conversation about how we should both start podcasts. Never <laughs> happened, but I thought it was so cool. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to host a podcast. Yeah, I feel like the podcast game is, that's that's where I'm consuming a lot of my content these days. Mm. Um, well, I yeah. actually forgot to renew my Spotify subscription. <sighs> You know when you forget to pay it and it gives you like three months or something. I just didn't pay it. I was like, I've got time and I still haven't renewed it. So I've just been doing podcasts. <laughs> I've been at the gym listening to personal finance podcasts. Look, I'm about it. Pharrell's got a podcast and I've been consuming that big time. Mm. Just, just He's really into star signs, which I I know nothing about. And Do you know what you are? Um, born in July. That's... I don't know. Don't know. I'm an Aries. Okay. I, I don't know anything don't, about it. Okay. Um, I hear you're moving to Melbourne and leaving us all. It is true. Th- do you know what though? I don't know if I've like properly announced it. Okay. Is this the announcement? Is this <laughs> the official be. announcement? Like I think I put it on my Instagram story, but because of the last lockdown in the back of my head, I'm like, what if everything shuts down again <laughs> and I'm not moving? So I was like, it would be really awkward if I'm moving. And then I tell everyone and then I'm not moving. Okay. But it's pretty but much it's, a done deal. Yeah, yeah. I have a date. Yeah. Um, April 9th. Yeah. We'll be moving, which is sad. It is sad. It's bittersweet. I mean, we had a little chat about it, but remind me, refresh the memory, why after, I mean, you know how I feel about Canberra. I do. I was thinking about this on the way over, actually. You are like the biggest cheerleader of Canberra, which I really respect. You told me about the baseball team. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The Canberra Calvary. Calvary. I, there's the ice hockey team, the baseball team. I couldn't remember which was Brave. Which. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Come on. See, there you go. Come on. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, why are you leaving? Look, my honest answer is moving to a new city as a single person has always been the biggest life goal. Wow. Like, and it really has, like, besides, it's it's not really a career move. It's more like a personal development move. Full romanticism. Yeah. Just, yeah. just looking for the, the man of your dreams in Melbourne. Well, no, no, not even to like date. <laughs> no, just because I just think it's a cool idea to just like move um, and discover a new city on your own. I think that's really cool. Mm. Um, I definitely have listened to way too many main character playlists. Um, and I just think it'll be lots of fun. But like as well as like career stuff in there. I yeah. think Melbourne's got a really cool music scene going. And we'll see how we go. Mm. Have years. you always been in Canberra? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Born and bred. Yeah. Um, so I've always been a Canberra gal at heart. Um, so I reckon I'll be back on the reg. But I don't know. I want to kind of live my big city dream. Yeah. I mean, you, you got the Melbourne Stees happening. You yeah. d- you're doing it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're I feel there. Like, yeah, I feel like Rachel Berry in Glee when she moves to New York, except I'm moving to Melbourne. I don't know who that is. I keep chucking out these references. <laughs> I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop saying some references. Yeah. I've started being um, really honest about how many references I don't know lately. And it's mm. been really refreshing to not do that whole thing where you pretend that you know what people are talking about and you do the awkward laugh. Because every once in a while, someone will like keep referencing and then I'll look you even more like an idiot. Like, 
I don't know what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, so I've just started being off the bat, like, haven't watched it, don't know. <laughs> Don't know what it is. Is there an awkward silence when they're like, oh? Uh, no, I think I think it just people move on pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you a big movie person? No. Straight yeah, up, no. me neither. We have a mutual friend, Kirk. Who, Dan Kirkland. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Danny Kirk. Who, Keyboard Kirk. Keyboard Kirk, Papa <laughs> Pelly, goes by many <laughs> names. Uh, he's a big movie buff and he's always throwing movie references at me. And every single time we end up at, you haven't watched that, have you? And the answer is always, no, I'll put it on the list. There is no list. There never will be a list, <laughs> but I'll get to it. Which, uh, non-related, but I watched Coming to America 2 the other day. <gasps> Look, I haven't seen Lord of the Rings. That's how bad no, my movie no. but you've watched, is. Have you watched the original Coming to America? Oh. What are oh, you talking oh, oh. about? Am I going to get home and Google this and be like, I've made a grave mistake? <sighs> okay. yeah. It don't. On, it was on TV the other day. Oh, I don't watch on... that much TV. <laughs> Anyone who knows me knows this. <laughs> No, no, no. Uh, don't worry about number two. Don't waste your time. Number okay. one, though. Oh, really? It was not like, bad. Look, it, it probably wasn't that bad, but I feel like it was an unnecessary sequel. Mm. It was a, it was a, we can, so let's do it. Not a mm. like, like Shrek when they went way too far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It seems to be a common theme. Look, these it's days, all the industry like, and the money the, and the, the, the remakes and the. What's sequels? it about? What, what, what? I'm not even going to try to. Oh, okay. It's, you just, you just got to just take, start a list. I know you'll say you put it on the list, but. I'll put it on the list. Yeah. I'm going to message you every day until you watch it. Look, I wish I was more of a movie person because I feel like cinema lends so, well, can't even talk, lends so well into imagery, but more of a book gal. Book gal. Love, love a book. Wait, what is, I actually don't know your background into photography. Don't you? No. Oh. So I did photography in school because I had a spare line to fill in year 11 and I was like, it can't be that hard. It's pressing a button. <laughs> What's going to be so hard about it? Um, so I took it as a course and then I realized it was actually quite hard and I went to my teacher and I was like, I want to drop it. I don't like it. I want to do ceramics instead. And he got very mad at me and was like, you can't keep changing your courses, Claire. And he freaked me out into staying and I ended up doing really well. And then I went to art school for it. So I did a bachelor of visual arts and photography yeah, so I think I did about four years of art school in the end. Um, went overseas and studied photography overseas for a bit on exchange. Why is it in my mind that when we met, you were like, I just had this impression that you were just like, photography seems cool. Let's take photos. No, and then no, you were no, just no. good really fast. It all makes sense. The wo- It's not an overnight <laughs> success. No. Yeah. No, not really. Um, yeah, so my background's in visual arts. So I did wow. a minor in art history. I went to the art gallery the other day. I was like, "Ooh, that's Renoir." <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's my background. Yeah, damn. Yeah, so I definitely didn't know that. I really? fully thought, yeah, that, that I just picked up a camera and was like, "Oh, here we go." Yeah, well, we kind of met randomly, so I don't think I, there was there was no pretext we met to so us randomly. Yeah, a lot of I guess our mutual friends we meet through music or through mm. that kind of scene. Do you remember Whereas, how we met? Um. Because I do. Not particularly, no. Oh, we were at a party and I sat next to you and you were like, hello. And I was like, hello, what's your name? And I was like, my name's Claire. And you were like, I'm Kojo. What do you do? And I was like, I take photos. And at the time I had no idea. Well, like I knew who Citizen K was, but I didn't know it was you. Mm. And so I remember you were like, what do you do? And I was like, I do photography. And you being, you were like, how can I support and I was like, you can follow me on Instagram, I guess. And then I get like <laughs> Citizen K follows me on Instagram. And I was like, oh, <laughs> you're that guy. <laughs> and yeah. So yeah, true that. I didn't get to know you as Citizen K. 
I got to know you as like Kojo, which I yeah. think has been really interesting in terms of like the relationship that we've kind of formed. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think uh, in recent years, I've I've definitely been doing the more introducing myself as myself. And just well, look, being if myself, I had a rap yeah. project, I wouldn't walk up to someone and be like, hi, my name's Claire, I have a rap project. <laughs> like, I can totally understand. I feel like I would be like, hi, I'm Claire. Yeah. yeah. But I also think, like, around the time we met, which has been, like, what, two two years, three years? Two, three years, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Around the time we met, I think I was in that uh, taking, taking a break from the whole CK thing mm. as well. So I was, like, in this weird, like, fuck CK mode. Of like, yeah, yeah, I was, yeah. I, I want to be behind the scenes. I want to hide away. I want to yeah. be the a cog in the machine, the, the music machine, not the, the machine. machine. Yeah, um, yeah, not like sit at a desk all day machine. But yeah, I think I was really trying to like separate myself from mm. from that side a little bit. But yeah, I, me- I remember our first time we met. Like not not that met, but like we took time oh, yeah, to yeah, actually coffee. meet, had a coffee. Yeah, mm. yeah. And you were in that whole like, oh, should I start? Yeah. Well, like, you what do quite, I do? Yeah. You were quite instrumental in, I guess, like watching me grow the last few years because you were there at the start and still here now. So, yeah. Watching you move to Melbourne. I know. Come visit. You have a free place to stay when I find <laughs> a house. <laughs> uh, well, what was the start of Citizen Tay like for you? Because you had, you know, that project and then you kind of took a break and now you're kind of coming back. Yeah. Maybe. Um, yes, no, the no, start no. was, was very, very much just a ignorant high schooler making music, mm-hmm. um, was in a, a crew called Kundas and K. Were you actually? I was. We made, <laughs> we made beautiful R&B love songs. <laughs> did you really? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know this. Yeah, yeah, we did. We did. Um, what? prior to that, I was in another band called D and K for Dane and K. Uh, very nice. classic name. It was just just a drummer and my friend Dane on drums and myself on guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, prior to that, I was in a band called Fine Lead. <laughs> <laughs> I love these band names. <laughs> yeah, band names are all the rage. I was once in a band as well. Yeah, bet you didn't know that. As um, so we we called ourselves the Happy Useless. That's a fantastic it's a name. Cool name, right? Okay. And our thing was that we didn't make music. We just told everyone that we were in a band. <laughs> And eventually, like, one of us started to take – it wasn't me, but one of us started to take it way too seriously and wrote this, like, really awkward, like, love song that I found on my iTunes the other day and I was like, oh, gosh, this is – yeah, but that was our thing. We even took band photos and everything and yeah, told damn. everyone they are in a band, but we never made anything and that was our thing. Damn. Okay, well, I mean, I didn't know you could play inst- – or pretend to play instruments. Is I played a- the flute. Okay. When I was in middle school. Okay. That – I always wanted to be musical, but – yeah, didn't didn't really eventuate, which is fine. Like I'm super happy with doing what I'm doing. Yeah, but, but you're still in music in a sense, mm. which is the other thing. Like you started a bunch of other projects alongside the f- music photography, or like doing photos. You started like another Instagram page for yeah. yeah. What like happened? the recent one? Yeah, yeah. So I was in a well. My problem is I like do things too hard and too fast. So I'll like go into something and be like, yes, I'm going to do this. And then like I'll kind of maybe lose interest and I'll fade out. But that was my lifestyle project. So sometimes That's people right. hit me up and ask me to do like their engagement photos or food photos recently. Mm. I've been getting really into food photography. So yeah, it's like I'm thinking it might be a cool side hustle. 
Yeah, well, because I've always known you as like a music photographer, mm. which is a very specific genre. It's very of, niche. Yeah. 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 So I, was, I guess, yeah, seeing you do what lifestyle photography, is that, is that the official? Yeah, yeah. Lifestyle would, yeah, it would be like music is very niche. So that would be something else I can do. Like I have a camera, I might as well make use of it. Yeah. Music is such a niche thing. And during COVID, I was like, well, music's not necessarily happening in the capacity we're all used to. Mm. So how else can I? be creative and do this. Are you still doing like press shots and, and you're still pretty involved mm. outside of no a lot gigs of happening? press shots. It almost like got bigger with COVID because I think a lot of bands were like, all right, let's actually regroup and think about our PR. And mm -hmm. so a lot of people came to me and I was like, okay. And we <laughs> kind of start having that conversation as well of mm. like mm -hmm. um, certain conversations. One in particular that I remember was um, things like uh, as as a musician and, and someone who tours, having a photographer who actually is on the whole tour with you and helps mm. establish the aesthetic and the vibe of everything. And, and apart from the great actual performance shots, mm. the, all the behind the scenes stuff. Mm. Um, well, I'm a big documenter. Like I believe yeah. in documenting because that's my favourite thing about photography and that's where my roots are anyway. Mm. Like documentary photography as like an art form is so beautiful and to combine that with music like there have been so many incredibly famous photos that have come out of that and to be able to take those photos and be a part of that makes me excited <laughs> like i'm first and foremost a fan so to be involved in any capacity is really exciting but to be involved in a capacity that makes me really excited mm. is like the best yeah so. well it, yeah i think i don't know because you know me well enough to know that the, the visual side is it's not my game well, you know me well enough to know that I'm never going to have a rap project. <laughs> Look, we can hope. We can we can pray we and hope, hope for that the it best. never comes out. No, I totally I, I DJ'd a set the other day. You didn't. I did. Just a little tangent. Well, Josh Garrard and I okay, cool. um, DJ'd. We had a crisis-themed party. Oh, that's right. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And we um, put together a DJ set on Josh's plastic decks <laughs> and we got, like, this terrible club music and because the party was crisis-themed, we got, like... Um, news clips from like the global financial crisis and like Dan Andrews announcing Victoria as a state of emergency and put that uh, put that up against like this terrible club music and just I didn't really do any of the mixing but I pushed the siren button. That's the most important part of the job. <laughs> the most important part, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, yeah, that one, there that one, is. that was me. And we're in, we're yeah. in. Nick knows. And I was like the hype gal. Josh did everything else, but I was like. <laughs> Get in there. Get in there. Get in there. It was the highlight of the whole time. It was a massive rave. That's so hectic. Mm. Um, out of Sorry, my... back to what you were yeah. saying. Yeah, what, what were we talking... Oh, that's the start of... Um, yeah, before I was going back through my my many forms of being K. Mm. Um, yeah, so fast forwarding back again to... I was just as K, K-A-Y for a while. Mm -hmm. Put some stuff on Unearthed and uh, my manager and agent kind of found me through Unearthed. And then, mm -hmm. yeah, everything kind of kicked off really fast. And I don't think I knew what I was doing. I don't think mm. me kind of know what, what's going on now. That's my favorite thing. No one knows what they're doing. Yeah. Including me. Yeah. Fully. Yeah. Fully. Yeah. And the more people you meet that, even the people that you, you I guess we perceive as like high achieving, they're also nah. just like, <laughs> yeah. It was like. Oh, just what's fully going on winging here? It. We're just winging it, yeah. Fully winging it. And it's comforting. The weirdest part is though now I feel like people think that about me. Mm -hmm. Like they look at me and they're like, wow, she must know what she's doing. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. No, <laughs> not it's at all. all. It's just this, this perceived confidence. Mm. Like, yeah, it's all, it's all a confidence game. And it's this idea of, I guess... Uh, someone, someone said this to me the other day, the, the law of action of like actually just not getting stuck in plan mode and just doing mm. 
and just by by seeing people in motion, I guess we have this perception that they're just like killing it. And the other side of that is with social media documenting the action. Yep. That's been an interesting thing. I've mm. yeah recently made my way back to socials. Yeah, I noticed. Um, I was like, yeah, well, you posted. Yeah, I know, right? Posting. Look at me go on Instagram <laughs> like like a real youngin. Um, but a couple of my friends uh, that I hadn't seen for a while were like, "Man, you seem so busy! Like, I see you're all over the place." And I was like, "Oh, I'm not any busier than normal." But just that pure thing of seeing the posting and the social side of it just gives this people gives people this perception that there's so much going on. It's a very curated experience. Yeah, it really is. It yeah. really is. There's this really cool um, song by Baby Queen and it's all about um, – the song's called Internet Religion and um, she talks about how she likes herself better when she's online and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, that's real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, It like- is. Yeah, there's this hard – I don't know. I, I've, I've been trying to be on socials but also detach as well. Mm. So um, – We've been fortunate to like get get a couple couple new members on the team, and and one is like a socials guy, mm. um, Temba, who's just been incredible. Mm. Um, yeah, he's definitely like reads in the same way that I guess like we all have our own little disciplines that we're super immersed in. He's just so immersed in like the matrix of social media. Yeah, yeah, um, it's a whole algorithm. It's a whole thing. It's rough. It's a whole thing. It is so time consuming. Yeah. Um, but that's been like finding the middle ground for me as someone who doesn't particularly enjoy like being on my phone. You're not big on socials. Well, it's not necessarily well, being on socials, yeah. but I'm just, I've, I've been trying to be conscious of phone usage and Aye. being on, um, yeah, being on my phone. What's been happening? That was the beginning of back on socials, posting your photo actually. Do you know what the funny thing about this photo is? And I think I've told you, but I had to do a lot of work on this photo, not for you or anything, but because like it was just so like not contrasty. So I really had to do a lot of photoshopping to bring it back because I think it was just really hazy and I think my lens fogged up and it, yeah. Wouldn't know. But there it is. I just look at it and I go, damn, Yeah, she well, made me look cool. I guess that's a really interesting thing that like I would love to talk about is that like I don't know anything about music. You probably, I don't want to say you know nothing about photography, but like that's probably not your, well, I know that's not your domain. Mm. And it's really interesting like having the conversation with you about all that because we kind of come to the table at the same time but do completely different things that are both of value to this industry. Yeah. Well, they all, it's the team, like the whole team mentality of Mm. of realising what everyone's part is within a creative team, Mm. you know. Um, And I think people forget using music as an example Mm. With music, there are all these other sides of it that technically fall in the music industry, but are really their own disciplines, like photography and the visual mm. side of it. Like yep. that's a whole other art form in itself. Mm. And it's just, I think it, yeah, it takes a while to, for me anyway, it took a while to really understand and appreciate how different everyone's um, like skills were, but then how they all needed to tie together mm. and how much they actually needed to communicate together to get that final product. Yeah. Like so many of the artists that I love, if you kind of look at them, um, I'll use my current favorite Pharrell as an example, just like just seemingly so cool, which he is, I'm sure. But like but the what team went into that goes that to make him look like that. Yeah, I'm sure he is just genuinely cool. But like the team around him, I think people always forget that. Mm. Even with his production stuff, like um, like the Neptune stuff, Chad, the other guy, part of the Neptunes, like people generally don't know chad but they all know pharrell and pharrell's kind of like the face of both their productions mm. 
And it's just, yeah, it's just been this real, real massive realization that I've had recently of how important it actually is to have that team around you to make, mm. make that like beauty. I don't know. So question for you then, would you, is Citizen K like a character then? Or is Citizen K like separate from you, like mentally? Like how does that work for you? Yeah, so CK is um, in my mind evolving a little bit now at the moment. Mm. Um, like I said, like took a bit of a, a slight break. Um, well deserved. Yeah, just just to I, – I thought I was really meant to be all in production, but I think I figured out now that I'm uh, – I like having a few multiple ways of pursuing music. Mm. Um, not solely as an artist, not solely as an engineer producer, but I think I'm like from here on out, it's going to be kind of a thing of both and more probably. Yeah. Um, what'd you ask me? Like is Citizen K like a character yeah, or like how is that an extension right. of you or yeah. not an extension of you? So going out of the production thing, the, it, they became very separated. Yeah. Um, before that CK, the, the, whatever perception of Citizen K there is, was a hundred percent my personality. Um, like way too much energy bouncing off the walls. It's so fun though. It's very fun. Your shows are so yeah. fun to photograph. Yeah. It's, I am like there bopping along. It's great to embody, embody the, the man I call Citizen K. Um, mm. and that was definitely me when I was like, yo, what? 12 to 25. <laughs> um, that was definitely me. And then, yeah, like I said, just just took a, took a bit of time away from it. And now it's been this process uh, starting from this year and a little bit last year of kind of reintroducing CK, but, but allowing, sounds weird, but me as Kojo and Citizen K's character to become the same person again. Yeah, so, that's really interesting. Yeah, just showing like more of the multifaceted aspects of, of what I do and what I love and not all just being this artist that loves like funk mixed with hip hop. Um, mm. Yeah. And that, I guess for me, that opens the the doors to, to be more experimentative and, and to experiment more and to try new things and not feel weird about it. Mm. Um, yeah. So I think having them both, having, having the CK project embody myself more. Um, mm. I think like yeah. the best way to think about it in terms of what I'm learning is to see them as projects. Mm. Like, because I probably have multiple different projects. Music is a large one of them. Mm. Yeah, probably in a similar way to Citizen K is. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's an important way to do it. But I think it is, it is in terms of like creating, I have found refinding the, the freedom in just creating and then being like, that's it. There you go. Instead of, I think for, for years I've been making music and, and creating that creating things that no one's ever heard because I've been like, this is cool, but is it Citizen K? Yeah, 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 yeah. And like how your personal brand and yeah. how you get, it's, it's weird because like there's some things that I won't post because I'm like, oh, is that on brand for what people know me as? Or Yeah, I was going to ask that for photography. So you feel that as well with? Yeah, I'd say so. I think like if we didn't talk about marketing and having a certain brand, it's much easier or like my audience and like clientele really grew when I just focused on the music side of things. Um, and I actually will have now been trying to separate like my personal life a little bit out of it because um, Instagram's how I get jobs and mm. how people will find me most often. So I don't, I'm probably not going to post a picture of my coffee <laughs> on my feed because like 
I like that's that's an advertising avenue and that's right. quite often how people find me. So like my brain is so often like the irony is that I'm pretty content dry because like there's a lot of photos that I'm sitting on at the moment that I just can't post because they're in line with people's campaigns and yeah. that's sensitive until those campaigns come out. So it's a mix of trying to be like what is going to be useful for my brand and what I've been building, mm. but what is also like me. And I'm really big on showing people, I guess, the not so glamorous sides of what we do. Because um, I think people look at the music industry and think of it as like, oh, we go to shows and, you know, we sit in green rooms and we – you know, drink the rider and which we do, which and we do. I'm unapologetically like so into it. I'm such a snob now. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I think like festivals, especially. I don't like going to festivals unless I'm in the green room, and I've told you this so many times. But we're all in the same I just, boat. I just want my personal space, yeah. and that's like another great thing about photographing is people leave you alone. Like they see you with this big camera and a flash, and they're like, "Oh, get out of the way." Um, it's great. You could go into any show and just carry this big machine <laughs> and people will like part like the Red Sea. It's amazing. It's yeah, it but, is. And it, it, it's weird. I was talking to, um, my partner about it not long ago and it, I was, I realized I was complaining about the perks of being an artist. I was just like, yeah, it's so tiring. Just like being at this gig all day and so like hard. having to go backstage and just like interact and it's so socially draining. And then I like <laughs> heard what I was saying. I was like, <laughs> like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> you're living all right over here. You're doing, you're doing okay. But that being said, like, that is, like, 20% of what goes on. What people don't see is, like, the hustle and the mm. gunk. Yeah. Well, you took a so bit of a break from mm, I did. everything, really. I did. Um, yeah, I just got way too burnt out. There was, like, a while where I was like, I don't even know if I want to do this anymore. Because mm -hmm. I think the hard thing for me is my success innately relies on the success of the people that I work with. Right. And so sometimes like the hustle just gets too hard and by nature, I think it's a lot of networking. I'm like a big networker. I will always be on my phone messaging someone and that just gets so draining. And mm. there's a point where I'm like, I actually need to get off my phone. So I will quite regularly, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see me sometimes just be like, I'm off this for a week. I cannot. And I'll just read a book or do something else. Mm. Cause it's like, and you know, I can't have the expectation that everyone else lives on their phone 24 seven. And I think like people work like nine to five jobs and then after that, they're not contactable. Why should I be contactable all yeah. the time? Like yeah. I can't be answering messages at 11 o'clock at night, but I am and I need to not be. Yeah. I was talking to someone else about this recently, actually like setting boundaries. Um, boundaries are huge. Yeah. I love For, boundaries. Yeah. I mean, I do now. Um, I was saying like when I started the more production stuff, uh, three, this is the third year that I've been like full time with production and full time music. And I was just like thinking, it hasn't even been that long, but in that first year, my whole philosophy was like, I'm here whenever you need me. I don't, if you have an idea at 4am, like you call me, I will listen through it with you. Like, I don't care what is happening. I'll get out of bed and I'll give you that time, which I totally meant at the time. That's really honorable of you. But well, my whole thing was like, I know what it's like to have that idea at 4am and just mm. to want to share it and just be like, you got to hear this. I am asleep at 4am. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, I'm asleep too, but I was very willing to, to, cause at the end of the day, like it's, it is a blessing for us to work with mm. artists and other people. And yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. I really didn't want to take that for granted. So I wanted to show how much I wanted to be invested in, in the other projects, mm. um, which was important. But then I think, yeah, it definitely got to a time where I, I was actually getting like one, two a.m. calls 
to hear rap verses. Oh, you actually? Oh. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'd yeah. be like, oh. Yeah, yeah. Just sit there and, and listen to a rap verse for about five minutes at 2 a.m. and then be like, yeah, mm, sounds great. <laughs> oh, and no. not remember it in the morning. Um, yeah. Yeah. So voice I, memos yeah. are great for that. Yeah. Well, that's now I'm just like, hey, wake up at 4 a.m., do a voice memo and that send it to so me at a practical. reasonable time. Well, what is your writing process like? Because one, I if I could write songs, I feel like they'd be really excellent because I have... <laughs> 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 Just hear me out. Wow, the flex. The flex No, but I can't, so that's why it's not a flex. But, like, I feel like... <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I feel like sometimes I'll have an idea or I'll see something, but I can't write about it. So I've actually started messaging people like Dan Kirkland or Nicole and being like, I have an idea. <laughs> and I literally messaged like Groovy Daughter the other day and I was like, hey, this just happened. Do you want to put it into a song? And I don't know if she will, but she told me that she was. So we'll see. I, but like... Declared writing credit <laughs> on the groovy daughter track. No, no, I don't want. Mm, anyway, it could happen. Well, so it was. Um, I turned twenty four the other day. Woo! I always thought I'd have my life together by twenty four. We'll see how <laughs> that goes. Um, but I was in the emergency room, like at the ER, um, when the clock was ticking over, and I was like, I am turning twenty four in the emergency room, wow. and like that line just really got me, and I was like, I can't do anything with this. Shit, so I sent it to daughter. Nicole. <laughs> Um, Nick just, just triggered something in my mind of credits. What are you, where, where are you on crediting? Being well, I really hope photos. I get credited yeah. in my songs. Sorry? That's an interesting one too. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Um, huge. Okay. Crediting makes the world go round. Yeah. 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 Are you real like, like anal about it? Like if something gets posted, you're like, yo. Yeah. Yeah. Nick? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah Nick for, has for, a creative. For, for photographers, mm. yeah, and, and use on social media and stuff. Is that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's got to be a must. Most people are pretty good about it, but there is yeah. the odd occasion, and I've had to do it in the past. I felt really awkward doing it, but I was saw one of my photos went up on this, like, blog, and I my name wasn't there, and I was like, Hey. Hi. <laughs> um, I took that photo. Can I... Get a credit. Slide in there. Yeah. 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 Is it the same for video stuff? Are you pretty on top of that? Um, I don't personally mind about that, actually. True that. No. Oh. no I kind of like even not being credited at all. Well, I like really? The really? Really? I, really? I don't know why. On this Banksy shit. Just but but the, the whole thing of every music video having, like, directed by... <laughs> <laughs> you know, the director, every clip, I don't really pres prescribe to that. But mm. I, I don't think it's a problem for people that do do it. Interesting. But yeah, I guess the uh, the crediting thing becomes interesting for um, artists when it's themselves mm. are, are in the photo and use it. Mm -hmm. That's where I think some people get lost on about who's on the crediting thing. And I remember there was a, I think it was at Groove in the Moo with um, um, Danny Brown or something had a, a big story about that. And he, he was like, it's me. Yeah. I'm not, I don't know who the fuck you are. I'm yep. just going to post it. But I think that shifted 
now. Yeah, I'm yeah. throwing it out. I'm pretty sure that was Michelle. Michelle Hunter oh, took really? that photo. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Michelle. Was, was it Groove in the Moon in Canberra? I yeah, I don't remember where it was, but I feel like she had it. At least it was with Danny as well. Like that, yeah. Because yeah. I know Michelle's really big on credit. She's huge on it. She's yeah. actually the one that really got me to yeah. be like any photos that I post. Um, there's like Michelle's voice in the back of my head being like, "Did you credit? Well, um, did you tag them in there? Are they involved? Like, yeah. do people know? Yeah, um, yeah. Because she she pulled me up a couple times on it, and a couple like articles and stuff that were getting that didn't have her proper credit. Um, yeah, she's definitely the one that got me way more like keeping an eye out for it mm. um, and making sure that her credit was on just because she was taking a lot of the press photos a, a couple of years ago when we were doing a lot of stuff. So, mm. yeah, and I, and I understand like I came to understand it better as well because at first I think I was in the same thing of like, well, it's a photo of me. Like, yeah. It was her. It was her. Yeah. Yeah. Weird, weird I remembered is she on there? Yeah. Does it say? Yeah. Hey, yeah. there we go. She is the queen. Yeah. Um, and she's so incredible. But it, it, especially in like a, such, such a, a social media, it's that's, so dope. That's why. Mm. It's so dope. And especially someone who's that high profile, like mm. something as simple as her a credit on her name could get her so much work. Yeah. Like because a lot of stuff is word of mouth mm-hmm. and it like... I don't use paid advertising or anything. Mm. The only way I get work is if people know who I am. And that goes through like photo credit. And after a couple of years, it's like gotten enough where probably most people will kind of see a photo and can kind of see that it's mine. Mm. Get the uh, signature happening. A little. That's, yeah. That's nice. Because it's, cool. it's been, yeah, it's been, I was having, um, talking with like other producers about the same thing. Like personally for me in production world, um, I'm actually more like Nick where in the past anyway, up, up until now, I'm rethinking it now, um, but I haven't been particularly concerned about getting a credit with the productions that I do or all the writings um, that I'm involved in. Is that like a reflection of how you feel about the work or is that just no. you're not really concerned about it? Yeah, it's it's I guess for a long time in my mind it's just been a – I've been sought out and I've been lucky to get to work with someone else and, and help them realize their art. And mm. it's, although for a lot of it, I get to be super involved at the end of the day, I'm still just like, you know, I get paid for my work. Yeah. Um, That's how I think about it yeah. a little bit too. Like it's their product. And yeah. You know, they're just paying me to do it, but I know that's not the case totally, but mm. yeah. I, well, it's, that's, that's even funny for like, for our videos, all of them have been your concepts. All of them have been mm, your yeah, yeah, your much. art. Like yeah. I, I bring the music to the table and you do the rest. So it's like when I think about it like that in the same way of production, like I have a few, um, like a fair few of the artists I get to work with are that same thing where they might have a section of the song or whatever and, and I'm trusted enough now to, to get to run with it however I want to do it. But at the end of the day, I'm still just like, yeah, I got paid for that and, and that's my service and the rest is yours now. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, I don't which, think like that at all. Yeah, which is in, like I've mm. now I now started think, trying I think to think. Photography is a bit different because mm. people aren't paying for it. Um, yeah, especially that, the live stuff. Like, like you're not getting a credit on the corner of an album cover that you've made. Because, yeah, but but when it is just like taking it on social media and sharing it, that's a bit different. Mm. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. 
Yeah, most most people are pretty good about credit. I think like where it comes into play with me is like who owns the photos that I take, because like yeah. I own them, but these people who pay me to take their photos like they're welcome to do what they like with them. Generally speaking, I do like whenever I take someone on and work with them, I do have like a few ground rules. Like I don't want anyone to like edit my photos after I have. Like if someone, yeah. <laughs> and I've I've had that before and I've had to be like, hey, if you want an adjustment, like let's work together on it. Please don't whack a really, really ugly Instagram <laughs> filter over it because yeah. that reflects badly on my brand. Like people can yeah. see this photo with this awful filter yeah. and see that I did it. And yeah, like the only time I don't want credit is when I don't like the photo. So it's like if someone posts a photo that I took that I don't like, I won't worry about the credit. Mm. But yeah, I also like don't like it when people whack really ugly text on my photos I can't handle it like I actually can't there's like maybe like one person two people who I trust to put text on my photos <laughs> and yeah it's like it's it's it goes back to that idea of brand like being really protective of it mm. well the field yeah the filter thing's one I had to learn as well. Oh no! Yeah, I I dare say Michelle again pulled me up on it. Oh. Put a put a uh, just I thought the Instagram filter looked cool in my <laughs> in oh. my visual ignorance. Um, yeah, and once again, it was, but I think that's what it came down to. Like, which is why I love I, I speak so highly of Michelle. Of apart from her skill, she's very open and just upfront as well. There is so much transparency um, in what she does. And like with the credit, so you were saying you you still consider yourself as like you own the, fo- like the photo is, because I've never actually thought about that. It's like something that owns... I'm looking into. Okay. I don't really know how that works just yet. Yeah. Like in, in, in terms yeah. of like boring things like copyright. Yeah. Um, That's something that I'm going to need to look into. Yeah. In terms of like intellectual property and how that How that actually works. Because yeah, it's getting to a point where like in running a business, there's a few things that I need to like... Yeah, because <laughs> in my mind, like that that last photo that Nick just had up as well, that was pretty much all Michelle. Like mm. I was just the, the subject of the paint and we ended up using it as the cover. That um, was one of the last photos you took as well, hey? Yeah. From that shoot. Yeah, I remember yeah. telling me about it. Yeah, very end of the shoot. We'd spend all day. Wasn't she then, just like, I have some paint? Yeah, she's <laughs> like, how do you feel about getting paint poured all over you? Mm. Um and I, I trust her dearly. So I was like, yep, if that's what you want to do. Go for it. And she was, it was literally her, like she was to the point of telling me where to put my hands. Um, yeah. Yeah. Direct, like where to look, how to Just tilt some my general head. direction. No, she was like pretty specific with direction. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, you kind of have to be, I suppose. Yeah. But then I, like we, from a service point of view, we paid for the images. Hmm. Right. So hmm. in my mind, I'm like, well... Yes, her artistic vision, but like I've paid for it, so, so that's why I'm interested images. from a yeah. yeah from a photographer's point of view. Like I would walk away being like, obviously always credit, but we own the images and we can do whatever whatever we want with them now. Yeah, that's that's more or less like where I sit with it. As long as people aren't taking away from the work that I've done on it, mm. or at least with like without my permission. Um, they're welcome to do whatever they like with it. I just, you know, ask that there's credit in a similar way to probably Michelle. Yeah. Um, what is interesting though is like a lot of the times like I've had to stop giving people like all the photos that I take. I, And I didn't give them everything, but I've definitely reduced the amount of photos that I give because mm. so often the photos that I disliked the most 
are the ones that an artist uses and I swear it happens every time. So I have to like really do this quite brutal process where I'm like, do I want to see this on the internet? No, delete, not in the Dropbox. Yeah, you're straight delete. Oh, oh, no. Oh, just no. from them accessing it. Yeah, from yeah. them accessing it. I yeah. just won't even show them. Because I used to make the mistake of just like showing them everything and they'll be like, oh, what about that one? And I'm like, mm-mm, mm. no. True that. So um, Potentially boring content, but how do you both feel about archiving? Mm. Oh, it's something. I save everything. Yep. Yeah, I, I save everything. Yeah, same. Investing in some solid state drives. Yeah. So I... Again, sorry if this is boring. After a shoot, I will back everything up and then I will back it up to a separate spot again because I had this moment where I thought that I like overwrote a card and I had to do my least favourite thing ever in the world and explain to the artist that I'd lost all their photos. And it turns out that I hadn't. It was a completely (laughs) different card. That happened to me with one of your videos. Oh, no. Oh, no. I I don't think you ever knew. No, this is... (laughs) Probably for the best. I made the mistake of telling these people and I was like, what, oh, what, shoot. What video was this? It was um, Go Figure with um, your <laughs> bro. Kofi, yeah. And it was, it was like a, late, a later night shoot where mm. we wrapped up and I came home tired, just chucked the camera in, the card in, and then it didn't work. So oh, I, no. So I put it back in the camera to check if it was still in there, but I deleted it instead <sighs> of... Like went in and pl- like because it just popped up. Like, do you want to do it? Like something fucked up. Did you um, like recover it? Is that how you got the files? Yeah, and then I got onto Gumtree and found this like dude in Harrison who was just working out of his like garage because I was panicking. I was like, oh, I love how this is news to you. Yeah, I was like, fuck! I've just deleted. All oh, I that know that feeling too footage. well. And it's actually my favourite video that we Yeah, that's, we I was going to say, that's like... That's my favourite. That's my favourite fo- so, video. So I was like freaking out and then <laughs> he managed to get it all back. Dude. It, with some clips like a bit fucked, but yeah. it kind of Because the more you yeah. use that card, the less likely it's yeah. going to recover. Yeah, so that was the lesson is don't uh, override the card. Don't, don't do it. Still there. And it was bringing up bits of video from like old like... Shoots on oh. that card too. It was real weird. Damn. But got everything back, luckily. Oh, thank Well, goodness. now I know. Yeah, years yeah. later. How many years later? Yeah, that was You it. finally uh, came to. That, that I learned my lesson on that one. And yeah. Then I just slow down. Like, <laughs> take your time. Like. Yeah. I've recently had to learn this lesson the hard way as well. Is why mm. I, I brought that up. Um, Did you lose something? I lost everything. Oh, shoot. Yeah, yeah. So, like all the artists I work with in Canberra and oh that that everything oh yeah dear. so even like working on a on a, a couple bigger projects as well like outside of just music that was just like yeah yeah hard drive was just like it was my last uh, I have like three drives in my computer and two of them I've been upgraded to solid state and it was the mm-hmm. last like hard drive hard drive and I could hear it like ticking and I was like yeah I should probably look at that soon oh no and oh, I just fuck. kept putting it off um, and there was a point I was doing like an upgrade and, and my friend's dad, uh, Jimmy Pike, his dad is in it and he was just like, I noticed you don't have a, um, uh, like a cloud backup or anything in your computer. And he's talked, like had to talk me into getting a cloud backup, mm-hmm. um, pain in the ass to set up. But once you set it up, it's just there and obviously you're good mm. to the point where I forgot about it. So when my hard drive, like, yeah, literally 
was working on stuff one day, came in the next day, opened up a session and just all the files from the session were gone. And I just sat there and I was just like, yep. Okay. Yeah. Yep. There and, is- yeah. Big freak out. So all the people listening that uh, <laughs> oh, no. with me, I recovered everything. <laughs> oh, just few. about a happy ending. Yeah, uh, we managed to re- recover eighty-seven percent of the hard drive. So there's a few other things, oh, um, no. but the other stuff has been like super old stuff. But that's what caught me out as well. Someone came in <laughs> um, that we hadn't worked on a project for like oh I don't know four years. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hadn't worked on a project for a long time together. And he's like, hey, remember that track we did like four years ago? Can I can I redo that verse? Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, actually, no, that's gone. Oh, no. No more. We're done with that. There was a point where I was like, if I'm going to be a professional, which now people are calling me a professional, I'm like, I need to act like it and I need to get my archival shiz together yeah for all you creatives out there back up, back the I've heck been, up. yeah i've been hearing my my friends and producer friends have similar horror stories and every time i'm like that sucks but also in the back of my mind i'm like that'll yeah. never happen yeah. to me that, that'll never happen to me uh yeah now i have my cloud backup my solid and, state I think three hard drive backups yep yeah. do you have an offshore backup <laughs> I don't. do you have no, a backup what, somewhere what is, else what if your studio burnt down well, that's what the cloud backup is. Oh, okay. Yeah. But even with that, I had to learn that lesson. So when it all happened, I was like, remembered the cloud backup was there. And I was like, okay, everything is there. And literally I'm talking like everything. And I started redialing at everything, but it was obviously so much content that mm. I was like, oh, well, it's there. It's safe. If I ever need it, I can come back to it. So it's all here at least until I get my new computer. What I didn't realize was in the fine print is because um, it automatically syncs up to your computer ready, holds it for 30 days. So, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I downloaded all the projects I was working on and, yeah, 30 days went past and I went to access a file and it was like all just grayed out. And I was just like, contacted them and like, yeah, sorry, it just gets deleted off our servers after 30 days, like unless you oh. pay for this. extra. Oh. Yeah. And it's just, I was so that was like another big lesson and that's why I had to get the hard drive recovered. Um, mm. yeah. And around the same time, another, another friend who I won't mention his name, but also lost a lot. He'd like done all this work and then we're all professionals. I promise. <laughs> we all know what we're doing. Uh, Please yeah, hire just us. Done all this work and, and, uh, yeah, unfortunately heavy damage to the hard drive and just lost like, mm. like five different projects that he'd been working on that week. Um, and just, just like that just like lost all this content. No, no. Heartbreaking. This is just scary. It's heartbreaking. Back up your shit now. Please. And the, and the, uh, the artists also back up your, Mm -hmm. the the stuff you get delivered Mm -hmm. because I know for sure a lot of people I make stuff for never touch it. It's like straight on YouTube, which is fine. That's a backup as well, but your photos, you keep them all. Dropbox yeah. is expensive. Like I actually can't afford to have every single project that I've ever done on Dropbox. So I actually think I'm going to need to start telling people, please download these because they will be taken off this server in two weeks. Yeah. Well, I, that's so important. I go like four versions four of Dropbox. So with like different emails. Oh, so you don't pay. Oh. Yeah. Look at this guy. <laughs> that's Cheat a good idea. System. That's and a Google Drive. Like, and yeah. I have like four Google Drives. Different <laughs> shit everywhere. Yeah. From an artist's point of view, that's a good point. Artists back up as well because every yeah. once in a while people like me will, will lose your stuff. 
Yeah. So. Well, it's it's definitely something that I've been thinking about being like, please make sure that you back this up because I can't keep this on a server. Mm. But also from a professional point of view, I guess it's also our jobs to do that. Yeah. It's mm. it's super weird being a professional because I don't <laughs> I don't I don't necessarily feel like a professional, but someone into someone Wait, wait, what defines a professional? <laughs> well see, that's my question. Because someone messaged me the other day and asked if we'd work together and I, I gave them some they were like, How much do you charge? Like all of this and I gave them some information. They were like, Okay, we'll have a think about it. Like, you know, we just want to be sure because you're the first professional photographer we'll have used. And then I was like, When did I become a professional <laughs> photographer? Because <laughs> maybe, you know, I maybe we don't all innately think of ourselves as high as we should or Yeah. Yeah, it was just a weird moment for me where I was like, I'm a professional. Yeah. I better start acting like it and backing up my files. Well, tying in, yeah, exactly. Tying into like being a professional and that whole thing of what we said like heaps earlier about feeling like you're just winging it. Um, bringing up like, you know, the the man's Pharrell again. He was literally talking today about. I really love Pharrell. I've been loving Pharrell lately. <laughs> that man does it all. Do you know he makes cutlery? <laughs> I, what? I shit you not, Pharrell makes cutlery called Otherwear, made out of recycled CDs, and it is the dopest things I've can ever Can you buy seen it about. online? Wait, Nick, can you yes, find it? you can. Otherwear is, I'm yet to get it myself. Oh, is it really expensive? Like, how much would you spend yes. on cutlery? On Pharrell's cutlery? A lot. Did he spit on it? As, uh, anyway, maybe. Made I'm out not. of recycled CDs. It's fantastic. Yep. He's designed chair. Look, the, the man has done it all. All right. Sorry, what the, were you saying before I like sassed Pharrell about anyway, his cutlery? Yeah, his whole, he was talking about um, the idea. He was talking to another artist, Beck, who I actually don't know much about Beck. Um, B-E-C-K. <laughs> Bro, yeah. that's like. Look at this. Bruh. Far out. Bruh. You get your little case. We know everyone knows what to get Citizen K for Christmas. If anyone gets me otherwear, I will be so happy. Like I don't think you understand how happy I'll be. It is so cool. Look at that. It comes with like chopsticks, a little spoon. Look, oh, <laughs> bruh. Of all the places, of bruh. all the things, I didn't expect Pharrell to make. Pharrell does it all. Cutlery. Look at this. Look at this. I like the pebble. I. Right. Oh, you can get yellow. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of looks like an AirPods case. But cooler because yeah, you eat your food with it. <laughs> do, you think, do you think this is like the, the new way of the music industry being 100%. like this diversifying type? Have we all had to diversify? Like, I, I 100% like, think it is. It's the, It's the only way to make money. Yeah. But also like from a creative point of view, we all... I'm sure, well, not even people who are in the creative industries, but we all have all these ideas. And it's what I was talking to before about like mm. the idea of like the law of action. Just some people take an initiative mm. and just do it. And most of us don't. So it's like, and yeah, the diversifying thing. Um, Kirkland and I have actually had this conversation as well of like, what are the, what are some other things that we can, we enjoy and are into that kind of fit the branding. Mm. Um, for me, like being into Pharrell, Weirdly enough, the cutlery totally fits his branding because it's some weird shit. Mm. Like he's designed chairs. And I'm just like, who gave Pharrell permission to design chairs? He, he did. did. Exactly. Yeah. Like, so I think, yeah, diversifying and, and being able to do other things. I think for me personally, like it's all sound related at the moment. Mm. Um, We've well, been really getting into VR as well. Yeah, I've been loving VR. We did a, um, I, I got to do Foley for a VR project uh, end of last year, started this year. 
and such an experience. VR is for sure the future. Like virtual mm. reality is going to be the norm for sure. Um, but just such a wild way to work and it just really opened my mind and eyes and ears to all these different ways of how we actually interact with sound. Mm. Um, I've been explaining to a few people like in no matter what room you're in, I, you're hearing us, you're hearing so much. Yeah, we've had this conversation because if you go in a room and there's absolute light, even now yeah. I can hear there's fans running, a fan or there's something. lights, there's like, there's always something happening. The tapping on the tables. And so what was happening on this project that we did was in, it's cause it's an animation. Um, they had some music and obviously all the motion and stuff when you're in the world, but there was no actual world sounds. Like when you mm. walk, there was no footsteps there was no wind, there was nothing. And so it was kind of freaking people out. You came out of it, maybe a little bit dizzy or something. Yeah. That would have been really like uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, you literally come out dizzy, like, cause your ears don't have anything to hold on to. Mm. So even exp- like that project just made me realize how much we actually depend on our ears and sound. Um, yeah. So, I, so, so oh, yeah. you weren't making the music, you were making the sounds. Yeah. So initially I was brought in to do the music. Um, and then like the whole team discovered the whole world needed sound. Yeah. It was uh, a, a problem that they ne- they noticed once yeah. it was done. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, you ended up getting like someone else on to do the music stuff. Like I assisted when needed, but I was thrown into being like a Foley artist for the first time and Ooh, having what to. Were you doing Foley that in your artist? studio? Yeah, yeah. Studio. I was working out of Sydney, out of my, like out of the apartment, just anywhere really like outside. So Foley is literally. Um, Excuse my musical ignorance. Yeah. Actually, you can probably explain Foley better than I well, can. It's the natural sound kind of. Oh, okay. Yeah, like the, what Kojo was describing like, before. Yeah, yeah the, literally, yeah. yeah. If someone's rewatched like the a movie. Can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sound. And how they like, yeah. don't they literally like crack open a beer can in front of like microphones and stuff on movies? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Much, okay. yeah. 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 Except yeah. now it's ruined it for me. I'm going to ruin this for other people too. Um, I was in the studio for a nature doc getting, um, getting the foley done. Oh, spiders, yeah. spiders walking. He's like, people like with just sticky tape. So like that, that sound of like spider's feet on whatever is just like sticky tape. Bird wings are all just tea towels and, and towels. <laughs> ruined it for me. I don't um, watch a lot of nature documentaries, well, so I think do, I'll be safe. It'll but... be ruined now because like the ants have sounds. You're like, wait, how can they hear like the, the sounds? Well, they the... don't. It's a sound. Yeah. Oh. Um, I had a friend today who's done some nature stuff as well. And he's talking about this old David Attenborough one where they've got like, um, they see like squid or something fighting underwater and there's literally like sword chinking, like happening is the sound but <laughs> for whatever reason, it, no one bats an eyelid at it. But once you know, you're just like, once you know, you know, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that ruins it. That's kind of the beauty of it. It's, it's successful when no one notices Yeah, and same with editing and. And photo editing too. Mm-hmm. Like if you start noticing the photos being edited, like that's you've gone too far. Yeah. yeah. Like even you saying about that photo that you took, like I would have never known that you spent ages like getting that to look like it does. For me, I just I'm like, Claire's a boss. Because it looks cool. <laughs> yeah, it's I so I'm really big on um like, you know, documentary and also showing progress. Cause I think the biggest thing for me is I grew because people helped me grow. Mm. So I really love being transparent in everything that I do. So I'm kind of like, should I like explain how I edit things and do stuff like that? Is that helpful for people? Um, yeah, I'm at a point where people are like kind of asking me questions and I guess like the sort of questions that I would be asking Michelle. Yeah. So yeah, my, 
editing. I don't know. Yeah, editing is an interesting one. Mm. I, like I had to explain to someone that um, they, they asked me to take some photos just for fun and I was like, nah. <laughs> no. And they were like, oh, no, no, it's like so fine. Just give me like the raw files. Like don't even worry about editing them. And I actually had to explain that like a raw file isn't like the, like a raw photo isn't a photo yet. It's a collection of like uncompressed data. It's not a photo. Mm. Um, so I actually need to make it a photo. And then I also need to make it look good because if you're going to put it out there, it's going to have my name on it. Yeah. And so therefore it needs to be at the standard. I can't just like give you this file. Mm. So A, you won't be able to read it without the software and B, please don't put it on the internet kind of thing. <laughs> like it's a, it's a whole thing that I guess is just a process that I'm just used to now. But mm. I think a big part from um, what all of us get to do actually in our own like creative disciplines um, that I've been really into is kind of unveiling a lot of the, the people we get to work with from me, from a pr- production and mixing mm. point of view. Um, I've been making a point to really show people what goes into getting that final product because yep. yep. so much of the time people will come in, record some vocals and it sounds okay. And then the next time they hear it, it is like a somewhat finished song. And I don't think most people understand what happens between that process. So I've been really adamant in having people at least in the studio with me and having to sit through the tediousness of me, like with this one 10 second loop, listening to it for an hour straight to get like the kick to sound right. Yep. And just like get them to understand how much actually goes into that process. Mm. Um, Especially new artists that come in and um, there's a couple of new artists that I'm working with at the moment that are doing their first original songs. And Mon was asking me today, she's just like, does it usually take this long for most people? We've been working on this song for like two months, which is not that long um, from like scratch to where it is now. And I was just like, yeah, what do you mean? She's like, I just feel like it's taking a really long time. And it's just that thing of, yeah, when you don't know the process, I think it's easy for people to to maybe not necessarily not value it, but They don't really understand the capacity that you have to go through. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel similar about photoshopping things out. Yeah. Like I was on a shoot recently and they were like, we should do this and that'll look really cool. And I took one look around. There were people everywhere and there was stuff in the background. I was like, no, nah, this isn't going to work. And they're like, well, why not? And I'm like, well... I don't want to spend two hours photoshopping all of this out. Mm. Like, but that's also another thing, though, that I've had to catch myself on. Um, the the curse of the knowledge. I've been finding that, like, the more I've learned, in a weird way, the less creative and ambitious that I've been. Oh. Yeah. Wait, because, how, do you, how do you mean? Well, in that same thing where, where because you know what has to go into it, you're like, well, I'm going to have to do all this photoshopping and all that in a music sense. I found all this old stuff that I'd done and I listened to them like, how the fuck did I think to do that? And it's because I didn't oh. know any of the rules. I didn't know what I could and couldn't do. So the I bliss of ignorance. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. the ignorance were made you limitless with what you did. Whereas now if someone like has an idea, I'm like, yeah, I don't think that's going to work. And I found myself instantly being like, that's not going to work because of the knowledge mm. and the experience. It probably probably won't work. But also I don't know that. So it's yeah. been this, yeah, it's been this thing I've been having to catch myself on of I'll always initially react and say it's not going to work and then I'll have to catch myself and be like, but let's do it anyway, mm. just so we both know. Do you find like that extends to like your own, pr- like if if I, being a musician in like the capacity that you probably are is not an easy thing to do, like building up a reputation. Would you look back at like you being young and making music and now think that was too hard. Like if you, if you knew what goes into the process of doing that. 
would you um, still do it? Does that question make sense? It makes sense? heaps of sense. Uh, I strongly believe it's only as hard as you make it. Okay. Like, I genuinely believe that. The times when it has been hard is when I've been making it hard. Oh, okay. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. 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 Something for me anyway was music. Music, good music is usually pretty pure and straightforward. If you find yourself, like, hacking into it too much, then maybe you're trying to polish a turd a little bit. Yeah, maybe need um, to. There is also, there's like, and I should clarify that as well, there is also going to be when you get to like an 80, 90 percent point in that last five ten percent you might spend ages getting that right which is normal mm-hmm. but yeah i just find it's in the past and in the present right now it's just it's as hard as you make it mm. and that's been actually part of the the resurfacing of me wanting to do more ck stuff again is i've kind of refound the whole letting go just allowing myself to create um i don't know mm. if i've mentioned it before but I had one particular couple of nights where I did the night shifts and just allowed myself to, I got to this point, like the three, four AM mark where it was almost like I was, I was too tired to argue with myself. Mm. And around that, that time in all three days that I did it, the music that I made probably won't see the light of day, but they were so fun and so freeing. And I still listen back. I'm like, damn, that's cool. Like super whack. But the, I, the even the fact that I, I pushed through to the, a finished product Mm. because I was too tired to argue with myself was like, just reminded me of when I started making music. So mm. that's been a big thing keeping the back of my mind. Yeah. Like the, the curse of the knowledge for one. Mm, I feel that. Um, yeah. And just, just letting go and like, not, don't make it hard. Um, mm. See it through. There's always like, I don't know if it's the same for you guys, but no, it's something the, I need to work on because yeah. I won't do it. Cause I'm like, I'm too much of a per- perfectionist. I can't allow myself to make a mistake. I can't do it. <laughs> there's this very specific formula. I can't do things for fun because I won't like it and then I'll feel like failure. Yeah, but that's an issue. Like um, Genesis had an interview recently where he talked about like the the beauty of of being okay with making trash music. Like, oh, yeah, be okay with making shitty music because that's usually how the good stuff will end up coming out. And he's so right. Like mm. it, I think it's, it's the same for all art forms and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but... I'm sure all of us, when we started, there was some not so great content that came out. But like, oh, absolutely, yeah. Through that, hopefully, we've all gotten better at what we do. Mm. So it's kind of like, yeah, it's so right. And it's just that reminder again of just like make trash shit. That's mm. I want that on a shirt. <laughs> make trash. <laughs> make shit. trash music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> make trash content. Yeah, I think it's uh, yeah, I think it's essential. It's yeah. super essential. Yeah. That's awesome. It's probably a good note to finish on, actually. Yeah. But, um, we did get a few questions in the, the chat. Did we really? Yeah. And I don't know if this is referring to the VR stuff you're doing, KJ, but we've got a question about your green morph suit. <laughs> <laughs> what green morph suit? Was it like a green screen green? <laughs> Uh, many years ago. No, I'm not going to tell the story. Uh, actually, I should. Many years ago, there was an incident. Uh, can you guess who asked that question? Uh, I'm guessing like Dane Dallinger or Jake Chalk or something. Someone, one of the boys. Jimmy Pike. Jimmy Pike. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was a an incident where I I uh, tried some things for the first time and somehow ended up in a green morph suit and felt like I was king of the world. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> I'll keep it vague like that. And let Is your there, imagination are there photos? Wild. I don't know. I don't know. If anyone has photos. Yeah. Fantastic. Hit up the chat. Thanks, Jimmy. And um, when are we going to see you performing with your bro again from uh, Nick Hunt? Ah, mm-hmm. uh, that's a good question. Um, don't know. Kofi and I haven't had that conversation. We made this... We kind of made it like a, a bit of a joke a few years ago of like we'd release an Answer Brothers project every decade. Mm. Uh, that would be dope. Yeah, every 10 years, just a, a free mixtape. Um, I would still like to do it, but, you know, he's a busy man. I'm a busy man. He's mostly a busy man. Mm. Um, but that would be dope. I'm sure we'll, yeah, we, we obviously we're related, so we can't really avoid each other. <laughs> um, and we like each other, so that's that's something. Um but yeah, hopefully, hopefully not too long. But also, when it happens, it happens, and there's no need to force it. I'll force it. <laughs> we're like, do it now. Yeah. Awesome, guys. Well, thank you for joining us. Thanks for the for second time. Us. Yeah, gracias. Yes, it's been awesome. Take care, and uh, we'll catch you back here soon. I'm sure. Much love. Mm-hmm.